Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Phil's Photography Journey podcast. This is uh, entitled Things Are Picking Up because I really do think things are picking up. But welcome and we are ever approaching new normal, uh, probably a fair way into it now. We've had uh, one of the bigger lifts of restrictions just in the last weekend over here in the UK from the 4th of July. You could uh, go into pubs if you're that type of person. Uh, some of the scenes on the news, I mean, the news media love all this stuff, uh, I'm sure, but it did look quite worrying in uh, central London, uh, the sort of Soho area where there were all sorts of people milling around. But I mean, this isn't a coronavirus COVID-19, COVID-19 show. This is my uh, photography journey, but just wanted to cover that quickly. But I think we're all getting to grips with it. I, uh, no one in the household actually has any real rush to go out and uh, join in groups of people who aren't keeping a social distance. I did actually observe, because hairdressers are open, I personally don't need a hairdresser. If you ever see my headshot, you'll get an understanding of that. But uh, I did notice in just two or three of the local ones that I saw, I know you're not allowed to wait inside the shop, although I saw people waiting inside the shop. And in the chairs that they put outside, they were about six inches or so apart. So someone's not quite getting it somewhere. Uh, anyway, enough, enough of that. Today has been very much an audio day. I spent the lion's share of it preparing and then recording an audio track for a monologue that uh, Sue, one of Sue's friends is, is doing. Uh, so she came along today, we laid the track down, a couple of takes, a couple of pickups, and very pleased with the output. So I'll be editing that over the next few days to get the bass track and the next stage for that project will be for her to come back and we record the video and it's basically there's a mirror element to this uh, where she's kind of looking into the mirror so the audio is going to be playing uh, throughout it's about a six minute track and she will be basically looking as if she's looking into a mirror not looking at the lens or whatever the lens is very much looking at her uh, and it's all to do with supporting a domestic violence charity called the Cassandra Centre, which uh, we've done some support for in the past. So uh, it was really good session, and I thought, well, might as well keep the audio thing going, and I'm overdue a podcast, so episode 41 is here. And uh, yeah, we've quite a bit to catch up on today. Um, there will be some technicals, there will be some gear, and some other thoughts and things, but I think around about two weeks or so ago there was the Apple keynote presentation very different this is normally held in the Steve Jobs Theatre at Apple Park and they had to do it all on video really because of the situation we're in but this is where they'll release the next uh, iOS update and the next macOS update and iPad OS update and watch and Apple TV and you name it and it's a developers event uh, so developers will then go to their own sessions through the rest of the week and they will then put these things into practice in the coming months for the releases, which normally take place in the autumn or fall. And there were some exciting things there. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, because I actually run two iPads, I've signed up for the public beta, beta, or for iPad for iPad OS 14. Uh, but as part of that program, they give you whatever version is in beta at the moment. So I've got 13.6 on that. It looks quite good. And actually, I read the other day that the battery life on 13.5.1 has been quite poor. It certainly has on my iPhone. Um, 
but if 13.6 fixes that either accidentally or on purpose, then uh, that looked really, really good so far. A couple of features that were on there. One I noticed was uh, at the moment there's a feature where, in theory, uh, an update will be applied overnight, but it doesn't quite tell you that the your device has got to be on the right Wi-Fi network, well, that's kind of obvious, and plugged in. Uh, I don't always leave my device plugged in overnight. Uh, what this seems to allow you to do is to allow Wi-Fi to download the update in the background during the day or whatever, and then apply it at night, having already obtained the file. So we will see how that works out. Uh, so one of the other things I did was a, well, I'm always buying gear. Um, in fact, let's 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 start with what arrived today, which was a, a Falcon Eyes 7 pocket light. Now, I first saw this a few weeks ago on YouTube. It's about the size of a large iPhone or large smartphone, a bit thicker. And it's um, a very, very bright LED um, well, panel. It's not really a panel, is it? It's an LED light. It's a pocket light. Uh, but you've got the full RGBW colour spectrum. And it's also got about 20 different scenes. So you can have like the, the flashes of if as if paparazzi were there and you can have various types of uh, emergency services, lights going on and all manner of things, uh, TV flickering, lightning, all that kind of stuff. Very, very good. Uh, got a good price from it from Cine Gear Pro, which I think was my first purchase with them, but not the last. I keep finding these good cinema companies uh, or filmmaking companies that do good gear that, that actually straddles across into photography as well. So I did that because it provides that pure colour change um, it might be good for lighting backdrops in things like videos and youtube type presentation content so uh, literally just opened it in the last hour or so um, but very impressed um, and i think sue was rather dazzled by the light so apologies for that sue other big purchase now with the video stuff uh for some time i've been looking to get a an nd filter or nd filters uh, so the reason you need variable ND or an ND filter capability, so these are normally built into the high-end cinema cameras, but you are limited with the shutter speed on your camera because it should be no more than double the frame rate. And I normally shoot most of my stuff at 24 frames per second, which is a 48th or actually 50 in camera terms. So if you're on a 50th of a second and you're shooting into bright light and you want to have some narrow depth of field, uh, you won't because your subject will be completely washed out um, because just by setting the the aperture value um, and that slow shutter speed, you're just going to be getting loads of light in. So how do you deal with that? Well, you get an ND filter that you can dial in uh, the number of stops to suit the look you're looking for and the correct exposure, uh, and then it provides exactly what you need. I did a hell of a lot of research, sorry, a heck of a lot of research into this. and. I went from looking at the budget models. Uh, I probably looked at every video on YouTube. Tiffin came out quite well. I did actually reach out to a couple of filmmakers that I know, and they use Tiffin. And then I landed upon Polar Pro's variable ND filters. These are kind of endorsed by Peter McKinnon, the very big YouTuber. And these look very impressive. In all the tests that I saw, extremely impressive. Uh, so... A number of ND filters can suffer from poor colour cast. Uh, they'll give a green or a magenta tone to images. Um, as you 
rotate to get the stops that you need. You can sometimes get like a cross because effectively ND filters are two polarising filters working together to create the, uh, the level of light stopping ability. Think sunglasses for your lens. And they weren't cheap, uh, these products. Um, and very often, if you want something that's going to be reliable for the job and that you're not going to buy cheap, buy twice, then you have to pay out. I ordered these direct from Polar Pro in Costa Mesa. Uh, now, prior to that, I'd done some calculations and some research. If I had ordered them from a UK supplier, the time scale for delivery would be around about two to four weeks, and that wasn't guaranteed, and it would come to a certain price. Uh, I calculated the dollar conversion plus credit card surcharge plus uh, duty plus VAT, and I still made about a 30, 31 pound saving. Not only that, I ordered them on the Monday night from California and they were delivered on the Thursday lunchtime. So very, very impressive service from Polar Pro. And I didn't buy these straight away uh, because of the price factor. I mean, I actually bought the two that they do, two to five stop and a six to nine stop. Um, And then there was kind of one statement that was made occasionally in my research that actually makes perfect sense when you think about it. So you're looking to produce some quality content. You've invested X amount into a high quality lens. And I do use good lenses, typically Nikon native lenses. I don't think I've got any other types. And I get the pro lenses. Why would you then put on a cheap piece of glass, which is going to affect every single piece of imagery that goes from the subject itself into the sensor on your camera? It makes no point, no, no sense, no point at all. So that was my decision made. And uh, I, I've done a very brief test with these, very impressive. And I know that now I can shoot from maybe just slight light intensity, maybe think think high cloud, but quite a bright day where I'd need a little bit of stopping value uh, to probably, I don't know, a, a snow scene with bright sunshine on it. And I'd have all the control that I needed. So I'm really looking forward to pushing those out there and, and uh, test them in the field. They came brilliantly packaged as well. I mean, these things are in hard cases. They've got a defender cap. So many uh, filters that, that are sold don't have any sort of cap, so you've got to buy, out, buy that again. Um, there was an additional pouch and a cloth and all this sort of stuff. And I bought a stepping ring. So most of the lenses I use are 77mm or 67mm. So I bought the 77mm filter, 67 to 77 stepping ring so they can use the same one across the board Uh, I am actually looking at the moment on another purchase if I can get a good enough price and this is again the old G lens 50mm 1.4 that's a smaller one I think it's a 58mm lens so I'd have to get another stepping ring not the end of the world Um, and if I get a good bargain on the lens it'd be even more worth it I, I don't know if I touched on this before but one of the really valuable pieces of research I found was that the old G lenses take a follow focus action much smoother and much better than the modern lenses, um, which are kind of focused by wire, a bit like fly-by-wire that aeroplanes have, modern aeroplanes. So I'm looking to build my arsenal with the previous iteration, the F-mount lenses, and use the adapter. Uh, So I bought the 35mm 1.4, love it. Um, and I've just seen that I may want a 50mm 
uh, don't tell anyone. But no, that, so that's um, Polar Pro thoroughly. I'm not paid, obviously, to do this and promote them, but really, really impressed. So I'll come on to some other video stuff uh, a bit later. Um, but I'm basically opening for business this time next week, Monday the 13th of July. So I'll be opening for business. Now, photography studios have been able to open since the 15th of June. I decided to basically watch and wait a bit longer, uh, see how people were getting on. Um, I know in the States they're suffering with some very high daily case numbers going in at the moment, but they had opened up uh, prior to that. Um, it's probably going to be bars and things that are going to be asked to close again, perhaps. Um, and obviously with, with any of these things, you know, this is the new normal. We have to put measures in place. So I've been making some purchases of additional cleaning-related gear, some uh, single-use masks, some gloves, um, various other things, even one of those uh, non-touch thermometers uh, I bought the other day, so that looks quite good and works well. Um, and, yeah, next week I'll be opening. I've been running a promotion uh, on my website, and all you need to do is register and you can get a voucher for me to give you a very, very good deal. And I'm pleased to say that I've got a client on my first opening session, so next Monday. And on the Wednesday, I've got uh, a lady bringing in her two daughters in who needs uh, headshots for Spotlight. So actor related. Uh, delighted. Absolutely delighted to get that. So ho hopefully more will come through as well. But it'll be good to get in front of the, uh, or behind the lens again, uh, get the camera gear out again. Uh, this week, I'm going to do updated kind of lockdown headshots for Sue. Uh, she has got a hairdresser's appointment booked in. Um, but... I'm going to actually do the uh, do some headshots as is now, uh, and then she can um, she can at least have those on the record for perish the thought it happening again. So um, that's where we are with business. I'm gearing up. Uh, I'm cleaning up. I've got some laminate cards to show where the client areas are. Uh, I've got all the various products I will need. I've got my policy statement on my website, which will go into any booking and any confirmation. And obviously, I will be speaking to the clients prior to the visit to make sure that all is either OK or if not OK, being managed, even if that means they have to make another booking. So pleased with the marketing so far and uh, pleased with the traction that I've gotten it, but hoping for more. So just some other video stuff. Um, I, I was asked to do a kind of, I suppose, a, a fairly simple task, but they never end up being that simple. Um, my Sue's nephew was 21 last week, and because of lockdown, because of the, the fact that a 21st birthday party wasn't really an option, uh, both Sue's sister and Zach's girlfriend uh, had said that they um, would ask out family and friends to just send a little clip on their phone that we could then compile, and, and that's basically what I did. So I did a little video project for that last week. That was fun. Also had some issues with sending both the preview files initially and then the main file. So I, I was using WeTransfer. They cap out the limit of two gig. Uh, this was three. And basically I signed up for the WeTransfer Pro, uh, which means you can go up to 20 gig, I think, in any single transfer. I don't plan on doing anything that big for a while. Now, I did make one slight mistake, which was I just copied the link and sent it to Sue's sister. If you do that, it kind of downloads and streams at the same time. It's a bit messy. 
So my recommendation and my learning here is if you're using WeTransfer, particularly with the larger content, uh, use the email option so that the person gets the option to just download the file and then play at their own leisure, as in when it's fully downloaded. Otherwise, the experience isn't great. It's a bit kind of stop-start. So so that was good. Uh, there was also, the other week, uh, I had a, a text message from my daughter saying, Dad, could you do this? So what was this? I hear you asking. And it was basically someone that um, Hannah knew from a charity. And what they wanted to do was just get a short... Uh, one minute video put together they would supply the content so a few pictures and uh, some some brief uh, talking head or a talking head clip and edit it together which I did and I made some suggestions about adding some music to the backing track which went down well did that and also a call to action which they'd not actually got to thinking about yet so uh, it's it's all worked out well I delivered it on time and I got a nice five star review that afternoon from the charity so really really pleased with that and um, the, tr- the charity is called The Passage and I, I found out uh, so it's a charity to help the homeless and I found out that uh, Prince William HRH Prince William is one of the if not the patron of that charity so uh, good to uh, good to help out an important charity that also has uh, a sort of royal influence or connection so yeah busy but pleased um the video that the, i did the audio for today uh, will be uh another piece of paperwork which is nice and looking forward to doing some more with uh with these people very friendly people and um the other thing that's happened in my world is uh the dreaded lower back pain recurrence so I did cover this in my podcast. So back in 2018, um, I was basically crippled up quite bad. I had a locked facet joint in my back that manifested itself the day before my son's wedding. So that was August. Um, It possibly related to a quad bike incident that I'd had in the May. Um, I won't go there, but anyway, came off a quad bike. And, you know, maybe the jarring effect had some impact. I don't know. Maybe I'll never know. But the, um, the joint was pushed back or freed up by a physio, and then it took me a while to get back up and running. I missed quite a bit of golf, and um, but you know you got to look after your health. And I've had an ongoing exercise regime since then. Um, more recently, moving to mostly yoga, but I tend to do a, a good two miles of walking every day, and all was well. I've been doing my yoga. I've been doing my walking. You know, the whole of that lower back area felt pretty free most days. And on Saturday at golf, um, well, I, I didn't have a, the, the best start. So I hit not just the first tee shot out of bounds, um, but also the second tee shot out of bounds. Uh, the third one I actually kept in play. Uh, so I was five off the tee. Golfers will know what that term is. But I just felt I just walked down from the steps and I was just moving along, walking along to get onto the fairway to hit my next shot. And I just felt a kind of spasm at the uh, in my back. And to be honest, it didn't really bother me for the rest of that round. Occasionally, I did do some light stretching exercises, forward fold, I think they call it in um, yoga, where you kind of lean over. And that was more to see if I could just keep that area moving and stretched. And I didn't think too much of it, but it just didn't get any better in, in the afternoon. Um I was found finding it increasingly difficult to get comfortable in the chair and 
basically I hardly slept a wink at night. I think at about 4am Sunday morning I, I got up and got some cocodamol medication, drink of water, and that did knock me out for a couple of hours or so, but it was awful. Um, weirdly, the following morning, whether something kind of freed up, if there was some, some sort of sciatic or influence in there, it started to feel a little bit easier, and I did have quite a bit of movement yesterday. And I was kind of thinking, oh, well, well maybe this will be short-lived. I mean, it was still noticeable that there was some kind of spasm-related damage or whatever in the, in the lower back. But uh, the acid test would be, how would I be in bed that evening or that night? And again, I couldn't get comfortable, didn't really sleep very well. It, it's probably a mattress which needs replacing, doesn't, doesn't help matters. But it wasn't great. And then, of course, I get up this morning and, I mean, there's a slight twinge now because I've been sitting here for 21 minutes, uh, but it's not terrible and I'm probably going to go for a two-mile walk in a minute. Um but it just, you know, I was kind of annoyed more than anything. I'm due to play golf on Wednesday. That's not going to happen. I'll probably miss the next couple of rounds, Wednesday and Saturday. Um, I did look on the National Health Service website and there were some back stretch exercises, uh, which I will do. In fact, I went through that whole routine yesterday and didn't really have any impact. So I might try that again today do a few of them. Um, but it is frustrating. Maybe it's because I'm a man of a certain age or I just don't look after myself. I don't know. But it is frustrating that, um, you know, to suffer from this again because it kind of stops you in the tracks. They, they did say online that actually your mental attitude towards back pain, probably many other types of pain too, is as much about or as much of a contributory factor factor to the cure or the management of it as, as anything. So, in other words, stay positive. Um and I did try and switch into that to make sure I had a positive attitude towards it. So hopefully uh, things will improve. So if you don't have any back problems and you haven't yet reversed aging, I'd suggest that you think about your lower back area. And, uh, you know, for all I know, you're all fine. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just think, do I keep it moving? Do I keep it free and have a look at the NHS lower back stretch exercise website it's about a five minute video on youtube um that tells you what to do and the number of reps and things so it might be worth um, connecting with that so rest of this week for me will be uh, edit the audio uh looking to to get that done in the next day or so headshot session with sue um gearing up cleaning up preparing checking and double checking for my first client on monday and uh, looking to get back into the swing of things. Uh, in terms of what goes on in the wider world of coronavirus, um, I don't know. I, I still think, you know, the media will spin this one way and then, then the other. Uh, we, do, we all have a duty to do our bit. Um, I think they did a, a YouGov poll the other day that and actually a number of people, quite a high number of people, said they were happy to stay in lockdown. And I kind of get where they're coming from. Um, it's one of the best kind of risk management factors or mitigation factors you can have but you know you have to strike a balance life has to move on certainly the theatre industry needs to get uh, some kind of lift because it's I even heard that the Royal Albert Hall may um, may go under I mean that would be tragic so I mean the government maybe will throw some money in various directions but we want to see live performances so we need to find a way 
And if that goes down to the need to get a cure out there quicker, a vaccine, whatever, then so be it. Because uh, otherwise, you know, we're going to be in major problems. It's all very well getting businesses up and running, even though they're a reduced capacity because of seating and so on. Um, but we also need to know that we could go out for a night out and be entertained. So let's hope, let's be positive. Let's hope we can uh, we can get to where we need to be. So uh, I think I will sign off there. Uh, we'll see how things go over the next week or two. Probably going to leave it a couple of weeks so that I can report back on uh, how things go with the with the headshot sessions and um, and obviously by then I'll be looking to plan in the video shoot as well uh, and I'll possibly even have some more gear who knows uh, but great speaking to you again take care look after yourselves. Mm-hmm.